Hello, greetings, salutations, and all that fun stuff. Uh, welcome to What's for Dinner, guys. Um, first of all, to the uh, loyal subscribers and listeners, I want to apologize because there was, I think, almost a three-week, maybe almost even four-week uh, delay in uh, uploading this new podcast. Um, just have, I'll be honest, I've been uh, busy on this end, and um, I didn't have uh, something in the can to put up, and I just... I, it's unprofessional, but it's a good problem to have, uh, again, just being busy. So um, I'm glad that I'm able to upload this, even though it isn't on the regular Tuesday. I just knew I had this recorded, and I wanted to get it up just so I stay con- semi-consistent and const- uh, with my content. Uh, also, today's a special day. It's November 10th. Um, it is my birthday. It is as I sit here and record this and upload this, hopefully before midnight, you'll be getting this uh, on my birthday. Um, I won't tell you how old I am, but uh, let's just say I am at the age of the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. And for those who are cool enough to know that reference, you could guess what number my age is. Um, it's also, <coughs> excuse me, it's also been a hell of a couple of days following the election. And um, look, I I'm not a political person. I'm just. Uh, um, I guess the other half of America who is uh, shocked and, um, well, I don't want to say scared because I, I don't, I try not to live in fear, but it's definitely, uh, well, it's definitely something new, isn't it? Hopefully, and this is what I'm putting out there, people, and I'm not going to get preachy or try not to get preachy, but I am uh, just hoping that nothing fucks up too bad but enough that four years will be enough. Um, And maybe, who knows, maybe if he surrounds himself with good people, some shit might actually get done. Best way to look at it, right, people? You know, maybe all those racist, sexist things he said were just to get himself there, and he hopefully doesn't really believe it. I'm trying to be Allison right now and just uh, think of the good things. But speaking of Allison, she is uh, on this episode as well, along with the lovely and talented and one of our dear friends, Liz Stewart. Um, This podcast was recorded um, as we left the Big Bear Comedy Festival this past weekend. We recorded it in the car. It is another car cast. I think we call that. I think we called it a car cast. And um, we were all a little uh, loopy and uh, maybe a little uh, under the influence of something maybe others more than some but um so this com- th- this podcast was just very stream conscious just liz is a new mother so we talked about uh motherhood and how that's affecting her act uh talked about some uh road experiences and uh just regular comic shooting the shit kind of stuff and by the way if anybody happens to be in the uh, iowa area uh allison is currently performing at penguins comedy club where the hell is Penguins? I should know this. Uh, wait, I'm Googling as we speak. I know it's in Iowa. Uh, Cedar Rapids. Is that it? Cedar Rapids, Iowa? Does that make sense? Um, yay, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That's where Allison is this weekend. Uh, she's headlining there tonight, and then she's uh, featuring with the lovely and talented April Macy, who we've got to get on the show this weekend. So if you happen to be in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, or somewhere in the vicinity, go check out... Um, Allison Weber and uh, April Macy. Mm, excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. 
Man, the air in California is so fucking dirty. Um, for anybody who wants to see me, um, honestly, I don't really have anything coming up aside from um, working on the ship all of December. So November is really just kind of a relaxing time for me. Although I will tell you this, if you haven't seen it yet, please watch Dana Carvey's Netflix special, Straight White Male 60. Um, it is a really hilarious special. And if you watch the credits to the very end, you will see um, a special thanks to one person. <laughs> That's me, because I, uh, I worked on the special writing it with Dana. And he is an incredible comic and one of the nicest people I've ever met. And uh, he didn't have to give me that credit. And he did. So uh, please watch the special and uh, laugh your arse off. Okay, I have been spieling and talking for almost five minutes. So I'm going to shut up with my rambling. You guys sit back and enjoy episode 196 of What's for Dinner, The Roadcast with Liz Stewart. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. On? Turn on? Yeah, it is. Talking, talking right. about what's ever on yeah. their minds. So we're going. What's up, everybody? We are driving. Oh, I'll split the mic with you. Uh, we. Uh, I'll just talk really loud. I'll just talk, no, I'll just talk loud. Okay, good. Talk loud. So, welcome to the show. Uh, we're actually right now uh, in Allison's car, along with the lovely Liz Stewart. Hello. Hello. And we are driving home from the uh, first annual, hopefully first annual. I think it will be. A uh, big bear comedy festival. Such a blast! What y'all should go. It was. It fun. really was an amazing, amazing time. So much fun. Yeah, because th- I think we can all agree. Like, what? Usually, if you're if you go to a comedy festival, you know, you have to um, submit, and there's a a uh, entry fee or something, and then if you get in, you get there, and you're with a whole bunch of comics, which is always fun. But sometimes there's comics you don't know, and there's drama. What was right. great about this is that uh, Eric Shantz, who organized this, basically handpicked the comics who were all friends. So it was not only just a great festival, it was a great hang. Yeah, and like people who I wasn't friends with before the festival, like I made some new friends, so that was nice because like most of the people who have like a lot of the same energy and stuff, you or know. Who didn't you know before this? Well, Chris Fairbanks and I hadn't spent a spent a whole lot of time together, and I knew Chris Bennett, but I hadn't, you know, got a chance to like really bla- uh, bask in his glory, <laughs> you know, to the extent that I have, you know, on this trip. Very so cool. So I got to become uh, uh, more familiar with those guys and I, I had a really great time getting to know them so that's yeah. nice again what was great is uh, every, like, everybody who was picked even if they weren't great friends are cool people so yeah. everyone mixed well with everybody else and the venue was great all the venues the town got behind it that's great when the town gets behind the festival like that mm-hmm. like aside from this and slow Liz what other festivals have you done I did the Los Angeles Comedy Festival, the L.A. Comedy Festival. That was, uh, I don't know, it's not like this one. It's like your green room is, uh, we we did like the first year, and our green room was uh, uh, outside by the dumpster. (laughs) I'm serious. That's where we had to wait to, like, load in. Seriously? Yeah, and it was freezing in L.A., so I think we did it in, like, January or February. That, yeah, that uh, that was not this. 
That's awful. This is, this is love. Like a lot of, I, I haven't been in a lot of festivals, but from what I'm understanding, a lot of festivals can have an air of very competitive vibe. And, you know, even if people are trying to be friendly, it's like friendly to an extent. They're really sort of looking out for number one. And pretty much the festivals that Chance, Eric Chance and, uh, and Mark Fry have been putting on, it's been uh, all love. Like it's all comics getting together where truly we pretty much all enjoy each other and we're all you know we're all gonna just hang out and make the best for the little town Absolutely. all love man that was a really really great time and i love a comedy festival that has a hot tub like yeah. Oh, yeah did you get to use a hot tub i didn't because i'm on my lady time and i can't wear tampons after i have a baby ew i don't need to hear about this well, that's guy. why I didn't get in the in the hot tub. I'm ordinarily a hot tub. I'm a I'm a hot tub freak, but I'm giving myself a couple more months before I go. You know. You know, it's funny when um, uh, Liz is referring there. Uh, there was a cabin that a lot of the comics were staying in. Uh, Allie and I were at a hotel, but um, the the hot tub was this like really big hot tub, kind of on the deck of this cabin. And I forgot who I was talking to, but honey, I don't even know if you know this story. Years ago, I was working in Spokane, Washington. And uh, this is before I met Allison. I was single. And I meet this uh, woman after the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of that road thing. So we go b- And she was with another couple. So we go back to the couple's house. And this is in Spokane in, like, the winter time. And they had a hot tub, just like the one in the cabin. So we all got naked and went in the hot tub. And then after that... Uh, me and this girl, we proceed to have a fun night together, but we had the fun night together in this couple's kid's bedroom. So I'm literally having sex with a strange girl looking at, like, fireman wallpaper and just oh, no. duffed animals. I'm like, oh, my. Oh, no. Where wow, were, the, where were the kids? <laughs> the kids were in the next bed. Well, out. Where were the kids at? They were on the floor. Yeah. No, the kids were not there, obviously. But it's just, like, the idea of knowing, like, that kid's going to have to... I wonder if her parents one day ever said, look, Jimmy, like, you know, like, Mommy, what was this stain on the bed that uh, we never figured out? Oh, that was, just felt oh. something years oh. later. Get a, a black light. A, a Jew was in your bed plowing Aunt Melanie, whatever her name was. Anyway, I'm sorry. Oh, um, no, you're perfect. But, yeah, that's what the, the hot tub initially reminded me of. Hot tubs, man. Gotta you, love like, a good hot tub. Did you do a lot of road, Liz, or were you just kind of like a L.A. comic? Uh, oh, I'm just sketch? an L.A. comic sketch. So you never, uh, like, what's the furthest you ventured out to do the road gig? Uh, furthest I've ventured out, oh, God, might be slow or Big Bear. Really? Yeah. Do you have no desire to go further on the road? I've been Santa Barbara. Um, Anywhere outside of Southern California? S- no, I mean, not on like a tour thing. I, I, I was going to do a tour, but it's kind of like you move to L.A. And for me, going on the road is like, I mean, if you want to go on the road and have that be like your life, you, you should probably go to the Midwest because that's where, you know, like you're right in the middle of everything. And, you know, if you're going to pay L.A. rent, you know, you should probably make it go for it in LA is how I think of it. But I know a lot of people who do the road and it just like, you know, makes them, you know, so much better around town because, you know, they've got a lot of hours. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, there's a, tr- yeah, there's for me, a trade-off. It just doesn't make sense. Cause like, if you're, if you're going to go on the road, you're going to miss, miss audition season, you know, audition season and, you know, but 
plus I don't like boats and like the good money's on the cruises and I get claustrophobic and uh, yeah I'd well, probably you, you freak would get out claustrophobic. on a boat you, w you have freaked out or you would freak out I would freak out I did yell we're all gonna die on a plane once I don't think me floating around on a boat wait, in wait, the middle wait. of the ocean is a good wait, idea you can't just say I yelled we're all gonna die in a plane and skim over that <laughs> what's, what's that <laughs> you know then <laughs> I kick cunt then, then I uh, you know I kicked a nun right in cunt <laughs> anyway so peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or wait what it was we were we were going to La Crosse Wisconsin and we had uh, gotten on uh, one of the the smaller planes oh little prop planes yeah from like uh, uh, Milwaukee you know, uh, like a big airport, and now they're going to the lacrosse one. So it's like a tiny little plane, and it hit a bunch of turbulence. Like uh -huh. people who are experienced flyers were having a hard time, and I'm just naturally like, hey, I don't know the pilot. I don't know what they're going through. Are they going through a divorce? Is everything <laughs> okay? You know, like I have like a control thing. Yeah. And then, but the turbulence was really, really, really bad. And so I'm like icing myself, freaking out. Uh, I I yelled like I yelled, "We're all gonna!" And then I realized that I was yelling, and so I whispered, "Die!" <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> it just That's even worse. <laughs> Die. Die! And then a lady who was sitting next to me said, "Hey, I'm a school teacher." take this pill it'll calm you down <laughs> and and i did I, di I don't i didn't ask what it was i didn't care i was like and then it was a xanax and i like i chilled out almost immediately and and uh i knew we were gonna die but i was like okay with it <laughs> you know instead of like we've got to ah, get me out of here you know uh that xanax so i now every time i fly i, I get i take a xanax um, because it it totally it chills me out and if there's a movie on the plane I'm okay but I'm a bad traveler you know that's why it's another reason why I wouldn't be good like on the road I know me I yell things I, I get motion sickness on boats I yeah yep. the mo I, I never get motion sickness on the boat like the boat is so big and they actually have stabilizers that come out in rough weather that if anything, you might just feel a little like, oh, I'm leaning to the left slightly. But it's almost like walking when you're drunk, that kind of discombobulation. But I get it. It's not for everybody. Like, we were actually on a flight one time from Seattle, and um, I was on the uh, window seat over the wing. We were going through some rough weather, and I actually saw lightning hit the plane. Oh. I think I was on the window seat. No, you were the middle seat. You were the middle seat. I was window. But what was funny is like, the, well, not funny, but lightning hit the plane and it was really freaky because there's this bright flash and this loud, like thunderclap right next to you. And Allison and I just grab hands and she, she yells out like, what the fuck was that? Really loud. Really loud. <laughs> and then went, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to be loud. And I'm like. People, some people laughed. I remember they were like, oh, that, you know, that was the right thing to yeah. say. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're correct, honey. When lightning hits a plane, what the fuck was that? It's exactly <laughs> what you should say. Absolutely. Yeah, that's horrible. I would be bad in that situation. Unless I had Xanax. And Unless then you I'd... had Xanax. God bless you, Xanax. Yeah. I love doing, like, I, I know what you mean about living in L.A. and Because uh, when I first moved to L.A., I'd done 
mean, so I moved to LA in 01, and I started doing comedy in 92. So I had, uh, realistically, about four or five solid years of road work out of Florida under my belt. So I kind of went to LA with the, ex what really fucked me up, though, is I went to LA with only road experience. So I didn't know how to do an LA set, mm -hmm. where a lot of guys who develop in LA don't know how to do a road set. So you're a rare exception. Because even oh, in places like you. Big Bear and Slow, even though it's not out of Southern California, it's still a road gig. And you work those crowds the same way, uh, or excuse me, you rock the crowds the same way you do in L.A. Thank most, you. Oh, you're welcome. But most comics that develop in L.A., you know, they go to fucking, I don't know, uh, Spokane or uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And they, tr you know, they try to do an L.A. set with L.A. material or L.A. style and people aren't buying it. And they're like, I don't get kills, you know, at the fucking Ralph's when I do it. So yeah. it's uh, there. There is a, a trade-off, um, but tr trust me, I would love to get off the road as, and not work as much. Love to find some great in-town gig, like writing or acting. Yeah, I'm sniffing like Trump. Law of attraction, put it out there, and it's law of attraction. This is the Law of Attraction podcast with Allison Weber. Pretty much you know that if I'm involved in the podcast at all, it will eventually lead to Law of Attraction. Law of Attraction or weed <laughs> is where the Allison podcast generally leads to. Oh, yeah, Allison. Uh, so last night at the festival, they have this great show called The Poison Show, where the, the idea of the show is every comic involved in the festival gets as fucked up as possible and goes on stage and does about 10 minutes of comedy. And um, Allison made sure that everybody got a little extra fucked up because of her magic, uh, mm -hmm. magic weed, and I have, like, I've gone on stage, like I could. Last night was probably my third time I've ever been on stage stoned, and the other two I wasn't really that stoned. Last night I was so fucking high that I was scared, and uh, <laughs> I really think it affected. I know it affected my set because I was too in my head. Um, was that the was that the worst you've ever been on stage last night, Liz? Huh? No, you weren't bad at all. I think that you had a good set. I I thought I thought they, you know. I think. Well, I who did I follow? I followed. Chris Fairbanks. I followed Chris Fairbanks, and he did well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, there was also, uh, you know, like you're dealing with like a guy who is interacting with the with the show, so you might think that I thought that you were doing a killer set. Well, I just you know? remember one I knew. Well, one, when I get high, I either go one to two places. I either go to, man, this is going to be great, or I go to, holy shit, the world knows I'm high and I'm paranoid. And I think I psyched myself out because that um, guy, God bless him, he was a great supporter of the festival, uh, but got a little loud and drunky, obnoxious, that guy Marty. Marty. I was like, what's his name? It's like Gary. No, no it's Marty. 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 Guy, he, was, so he came to every show very supportive, but just one of those guys who feel they need to be part of the show as opposed to just sit back and watch the show. Um, and he, I know, I saw him, like, really fucking with Fairbanks very loud. I saw a lot of people kind of leaving the show because this guy was a little out of control. And in my stone brain, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to say to him? Because I know he's going to be obnoxious. I was, like, setting myself up. And then I explained to the audience, I'm really fucked up, and uh, I just have jokes I'm going to do. There's really no semblance of a set. But I should not have opened with a porn joke. I think that also was my uh, was a mistake to open with something that blue. Well, like, just any, anything that was an act out. They, I think the idea of the poison show is 
it's sold to the people where they know that we're going to be fucked up. So it's not so much about us doing our set specifically fucked up. It's about they want to see us being our human self because the drunkenness takes away that, like, you know, it you know, makes you uninhibited. So... I don't well, know. drunkenness is one thing. Stone was another. If I was drunk, I would have been fine. Like, I would not have cared as much. Stone. But poison in any way. Like, something where you're, like, you, the, the veil has been ripped away a little bit. What if a comic got really into it? Like, okay, we get fucked up, so he shoots meth and just starts, like, taking hallucinogenics and acid. It just gets up there and goes, Fucking bagels ate my baby! <laughs> Look at the fucking snakes coming out of your face, motherfucker! Yeah, I think if you sell it, you know. That, that would be fun to do. And like, like not really do it, just go up and go, so uh, they said that you're supposed to get fucked up for the show. And I didn't know they meant really alcohol because I've been taking meth and <laughs> mushrooms for eight hours. So um, I'm fucking like, and just play the whole thing like you're really oh. tripping. Oh, dude, I'd love to be like, yeah, be yeah. Yeah, be like, okay, so for tonight's Poison show, I was 12 years sober. <laughs> I decided to throw my chip away. For you people up. tonight. <laughs> shoot up shoot tonight. Up. So this is for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Somebody call my sponsor. <laughs> my baby at home will thank you. I sold my baby for crack money. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for I love the Poison way. Show. I didn't want to do it last night because I, I had to follow. I thought everybody on the show, like, I thought everybody on the show rocked it, man. Like, uh, I had to go after Chris Bennett, though. Uh, oh, you followed I'll Have the Time of My Life? Yeah. Oh. I had to follow Chris Bennett ripping his shirt off. Again. Again. So dancing to I Had the Time of My Life with, with Rawl jumping out and then they did the lift right i couldn't see the lift all the way from because i was in the back and i'm five foot three so people were standing up and cheering at this point and screaming and like on their feet standing ovation then it's my turn <laughs> and i was like fuck this man i'm not i'm not, i don't want to do this and then i was like all right let's go See, that, that is nice, though, because, like, I, again, I was the same way. I was, like, so paranoid and everything, but I was, like, I want to, if, if I bail on this, I'll never forgive myself. Yeah, I you wanna, can't I, bail. I, I Once you sign up, up you're, like, I was, like, oh, what did I do? And if it weren't for Mark Fry, I wouldn't have done it, because he was, like, hey, I'll do it if you do it. And I was, like, oh. Mark Fry high on stage is my favorite thing in the world. I love Mark Fry. Mark, yeah, Mark yeah. Mark Fry his, and his, Mark Fried. Yeah, he was he was off his ass last night, man. I I loved it. Oh, that's again, that's the fun part of that show, absolutely. And just the uh, the the audience also seeing that you know we're having a very ex, you know fun but exception to the normal rule of comedy, good time. Cause normally, I would not, I don't think any comic would get that fucked up and go on stage for like a uh, a regular show, or at least I know I wouldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I think it's funny. They should do a show where that is something where, like, it's an Uber-sponsored show. You know, and, oh, like, you yeah. have it. You have it specifically. It's poisoned. And everybody, I mean, not, like, past the point of normal, you know, drunkenness. But you go and you get drunk, drunk, and then Uber drives you home. I don't know. I like I'm, that. I'm driving. I'm not very good at being yeah. able to finish uh, the par part of the conversation I'm in because I'm driving. 
So, if, so to all of our listeners, if I'm seeming non sequitering, whatever. If I'm seeming non sequitering? Yes, Allison is driving and uh, <laughs> poisoning at the same time and non sequitering. Non sequitering. Uh, We're all okay. We're all fine. I think this. So, another great thing about Liz, though, is uh, Liz. Well, so many great things. Aww. But uh, Liz recently gave birth to a beautiful little girl. Thank you. So is this your first? This is your first time being away from her for like an extended period of time, right? Yes. So as a new mom, how are you feeling right now? Because we're on our way back, so you're probably excited to see her. Um. Yeah. I would, I'm, I, I'm probably. What if you're like, no, fuck that bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell her I died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm living in the garage. <laughs> No, no. Liz, Liz <laughs> no. Now, having now being a mom, having a baby, like that's that's an exceptional thing. And and um, as a comic, has it like completely changed how you write, or changed how you look at bits? I think it's changed. Like if it's changed anything, I think it's changed how much I like. Uh, I think it's okay if like it. It's okay if I didn't, if the joke doesn't hit the audience, you know what I mean? So long as the joke, it's okay if they don't like it, you know? Like, it used to be everything if they don't like it, you know? And now I think it's okay if they don't like it, so long as it's, like, successfully structured. Wait, are you talking about a joke about yeah, the baby? Yeah, Or joke. just jokes in general? Yeah, like, having a baby makes everything else, like, not as important. Oh, put things in perspective. You know what I mean? Kind of Puts thing. things in perspective where, like, you know... But does it now? But has your uh, like? Have you found your writing is turning uh, uh, turning toward the uh, aspect of being a mom, or you, you know, like yeah, like material has, has your writing, wise. Uh, yeah, material wise, are you focusing more on that? Are you finding like you you want to write more about that, or you feel you should write more about that, or hasn't changed anything? It it hasn't changed any. I should write more about it though. But it, but I mean, I, I do like kind of like a one third to fifty percent like new jokes are about like mom issues, you know. Oh, that's nice. That's good ratio. So it's a pretty, it's you know, but I think more in the way of like how I like look at like the approach of the work, like it gives me more freedom to like play around and like be like, oh, if they don't like it, at least I tried it, and it doesn't matter. I've got this adorable baby at the house everything's gonna be fine and then I think that freedom actually makes me do it better you know what I mean like yeah. at the poison show last night I tried I tried a, like a lot of new jokes this weekend where whereas before I don't know if I would have allowed myself the freedom to like improvise and like be like oh yeah I thought of this joke walking over here from the other bar you know did you did you do one of those really yeah at the poison show i did two of I'm them so, i'm sorry mr set oh it's all right it was really fun though what was the joke that you wrote when you walked to the bar huh what was the joke it was more of a bit where like uh how i want to be hard so i want to like knock shit out of other people's hands and like throw whatever's in my hand at them and be at the you know right after a car after a cold this you know but i also am I'm like oh, okay i'm just gonna pick this up you know <laughs> And like, uh, it was a new bit that I, you'll have to see it. It's okay. more of like an it act work, out though? instead of like premise driven, you know? No, I, I, t I can totally see it. 
And did it work? Yeah. That's the best feeling And it feeling was so much fun because I was so, like, loose, you know? I was so like, oh, man, nothing matters, man. Oh, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good, baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It was really fun. That's cool. So I felt liberated. That's the what I'm looking for. You would think that being a mom made me feel trapped, but I actually feel liberated in, like, my approach to, like, writing shit and testing shit out and having there be, like, no real consequences. It's not like my ego depends on how uh, how well it does or not you know what I mean of course it's nice when it goes well but I've given myself the freedom for it not to which makes it go well man it's like the law of attraction and law of attraction no I totally get it that's great that's that's a certain like uh, like the sh- uh, like uh, I was gonna say like the shackles of uh, perfection are kind of taken off yeah. When you, you when you take that pressure off yourself because you realize life is not about that, you know, you have You take more risks because you know that, like, you're in a safer place mentally, I think. Oh, that's fantastic. See, honey, we need to have kids so I have better shows. At least that's how I feel <laughs> this weekend. You know, catch me in a week in the, when the hormones swing the other way. <laughs> <laughs> what was, was uh, now, when you were pregnant... Because I'm sure all of your friends who've been pregnant before you gave you all this advice. Oh, expect this, and you're going to feel this, and you're going to love this, and blah, 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 blah. Was pregnancy everything that you thought it was going to be, or what was, like, any of the surprises that you found in it? Pregnancy was worse than I thought it would be. But, How so? Uh, it was, I got gestational diabetes. I threw up every day for, like, since the, like, as soon as the sperm in the, hit the egg, I was just like, I'm going to throw up. I had like, you know, Allison and I, when we were at Slow, if I, I was so sick that I was like, uh, hey, if I hit the door, it means pull over. And I just, I just hit the door, she'd pull over, I'd lean out the door, throw up, close the door, we're back, at, you know, we're back in motion. <sighs> we, we were stealthy. We were stealthy. We, we literally marked that entire town. San Luis Obispo was marked with Liz Stewart's puke every, like, half mile it was a hard like it was a hard pregnancy man i had a i had a rough time really yeah and then i got like i couldn't yeah it was it was just so like a lot of all the time a lot of shit you weren't expecting no i mean they say oh yeah you throw up every now and then but i didn't expect it like that you know but i also didn't expect for like after having the baby to be uh, uh, for it to be as cool as it has you know like uh, minus the breastfeeding which is difficult and uh, I was tell me about it it's you can't you can't sleep longer than like two or three hours at a time because you gotta be like pumping or feeding people can't help out so you just don't sleep plus I got these things you can get mastitis if you don't, if you don't like, if a if a milk duct gets clogged up, it you, you get Did like you say like a milk dud, a milk duct. Oh, duct. Did a I milk say milk dud? dud? <laughs> like at the like at the movies, I got the milk duds. They got all clogged up. I had a baby had to feed off a skittle. <laughs> They're delicious. But so yeah, good. You, you get this thing called mastitis, and it's like an infection, and uh, like there's like body chills and I never I didn't get that thank god but I got something that's rare this is like it's it's incredibly rare 
I thought it was mastitis, but no, it just was a milk cyst that's not even hooked up to a duct. It's just out there producing milk for, and it can't get out. I had two of those and they like grow indefinitely and can split your breast open. They also calcify and harden and drag your boob down to where like it's like at your uh, like pelvis level. It oh. looks like a, a sock with a rock in it. Oh my, God, it, my boobs hurt thinking yeah, everything man. you're saying is making my boobs So as soon as hurt. I got that diagnosis... I was like, so we're not doing that. <laughs> I'm off breastfeeding. And my gynecologist was like, yeah, you don't have to do this to yourself, man. So I got the, uh, past the first, you know, two months and then start, started weaning myself off of it. But the lactation consultants, like the, the ladies who help you, like, know how to breastfeed. I was like, so I've got these galactoseals. How do I stop breastfeeding? Like, what can I do to dry my milk up and she was like oh you don't have to stop breastfeeding if you're breast burst you can always breastfeed with the other one if so if my tit splits open good news is I can still breastfeed on the tit that's not ruptured no, and I was like I don't think you understand what I'm saying though I don't, I don't I, I want to do that, that. By the way, I, I just don't. like the term tit split Tit split, man. My tit split from a booby trap. That's horrifying. That's horrifying. There is shooting pain with it. You get like it's like you're being shot with like carpooling guys. Carpooling. Like shocked with like a car battery. Like hooked up to a car battery. So your tits hooked up to a car battery. It's like you get like these shot yeah, these like hot shocks. Every now and then. God. So I was That's like. That's what's great about being the guy. We just, you know, give you the yeah. the ingredients and you guys cook it all. Mm. But that's what makes you the stronger species. Aww. Let that be Thank a lesson to all married men out there. That's how you get out of it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, I, I, what uh, women do to have children is just incredible. One yeah. day, right, baby? Uh-huh. Well, Come on, don't you want your tit to split? Please, they are, I'm in so much pain right now, you have no idea. Like, I have, I have, like, weird empathetic pains. If you were to tell me about, like, a surgery you have to have or whatever, that part of my, the part of the body associated with that surgery you're talking about mm-hmm. will start to, like, like, I'm just flare up with pain in my body. You know, honey, I, uh, I just got hit in the balls the other day. It was a very sharp pain, now, right? Now my labia hurts, honey. Thank you. <laughs> Well, that was very rare. Like, if you know, it won't happen to you. It's incredibly rare. Like, it's it, and that's why I got it, because like gestational diabetes, it's pretty rare. I mean, like, what is it? Like, 10, 20 percent people get it. You got all the rare stuff. You got the collection of rare. I got the collection of the like rare oddity, birth oddities. <laughs> my 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 time. Ripley's, being... believe it or not. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's right. That baby bear. Her, baby, oh. her baby's name is Ripley. That was there was an She's inside so joke sweet. that y'all didn't know about. Oh uh, yes, Ripley. Yeah, yeah. It's a badass name too. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, she's really sweet. Yeah, like that part. I like her more than I thought I would, but the pregnancy part was like harder than I thought it would be. And then like the giving birth part was difficult, and then. And then the, the, the that whole, like, breastfeeding thing was, uh, girl, 
they don't have breastfeeding like specialists you know like they have like people who can like teach you how to milk but they won't tell you how to if you ever need to dry up your milk antihistamines they won't tell you that antihistamines and it hits me to dry up your milk. This the, yeah. This is the funniest podcast of all time. This is, if you guys. Call in with your breastfeeding yeah, questions. Seriously. What's for dinner? Dried breast milk tonight. I, I, I actually am. I think I'm an expert on breastfeeding, even though I only did it for like three months. But I know about all the shit that happens because I looked into it, you know? You should have your own show called Tit Shit. Tit Shit. All the shit you need to know about your tit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd do that show because there's no, We're talking like... talking tit today? There's no, like, tit specialist, like, tit health specialist. You know what I mean? Because you have, like, an OBGYN, you know, like, and they look at, like, your, your undercarriage. But, like, you know, for your boobs... There's no, like, well, boob specialist. Okay, and I'm saying this as a guy who obviously I've never been to the gyne, excuse me, the, gyne, the gynecologist with Allison. Uh-huh. I just know from, uh, you know, what I might have read or seen. But don't, when you go for, like, um, breast cancer screenings, you put your, your tit in the in the, the squeezy thing? The, the, the mammogram? Yeah. <clears throat> like, don't you do that? Isn't that, like, a way of checking out, like, a tit specialist? Oh yeah, the mammograms are like the end of Terminator when when she says you're terminated, fucker. You put your tit in what crushed the robot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a mammogram is. The TIT one thousand. Liz Stewart answer. The science, ba- the science fact based on the science fiction movies. Do you remember? <laughs> You remember? That's, Doctor comes that's in, the closest. Put your tit in the clamp. I'll be back. <laughs> You're terminated, fucker. Oh, and since I breastfed this year, there is a chance, and I'll, I'll let you know what happens, but there's a chance when I get a mammogram and they squeeze it that I could shoot milk, residual milk, across the room. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the lactation consultant told me that even after she finished breastfeeding she went and she got a mammogram and then she hadn't been breastfeeding for like months and she squirted the lady <laughs> in, like in the face Hysterical. and she's like yeah it could shoot so I'm gonna have to let the lady who's taking my mammo be like hey it might just, shoot just be warning here's some goggles you might want to duck if my duck explodes <laughs> But yeah, oh. they should be tit professionals. Like they only do tits. Only tits only. Tits only. <laughs> Just. Because like your mammogram people, that's radiology. You know, that's they're not like a tit specialist. Your gyno will feel you up and see if they feel a lump. But they're like they're like pussy specialists. But there's no tit specialists out there. They should they should have a tit specialist. The tit and, institute. And Wait, the. T- I think it's because until the breastfeeding point, it's it it's pretty much just like lump or no lump, and then like that's that is the question, and there's really not much else to the boob. No, there's a lot going on with boobs. You got cysts, you got tumors, you got milk ducts, you got your tit. Your tit changes in like uh, uh, texture 
throughout the month as you ovulate and as you uh, your body thinks, oh, should I start producing milk now? And then, like, in, in, in larger sets, like, they change over time, not just throughout the month, but years. And, like, there's a difference between, like, you know, a, a cyst or, a, you know, like, if there is a lump, like, what kind of lump? There's so much going on with your tits, and there's no professionals out there just looking after tits. Well, I think uh, it's you, like should, you should start your own tit practice. It could be Liz Stewart, your breast friend. The, the, yeah, your breast friend. Actually, a breast friend is a pillow for uh, for breastfeeding. Oh, is it really? Uh-huh. Oh. A breast friend. They're like $80 at the hospital. So get one used on eBay. If you, th- it, hi, welcome to Breast Talk. Welcome to Tit Talk. Welcome to Tit Talk. Like Ted Talk. Welcome to Tit Talk. <laughs> Go online. Get a used, uh, used breast friend. You have, you have questions about the breast friend versus the boppy? I'll take your questions. Right here on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and your nipples change color when you're pregnant and then nursing. There's a whole evolution. You can see it, right? You told me about something like, like it's yeah. become, become darker so that they know where to find it. They like high contrast. So your nipples darken when you're like pregnant and then especially when you're nursing. So then they start changing back. Your body's crazy, man. Tit Dr. Liz Stewart answering (laughs) questions on line three. Uh, hi. uh, (laughs) Hi, Tit Doctor. I had a question. Um, My wife uh, recently uh, started uh, breastfeeding, um, but the the, the milk is coming out uh, kind of, well, not a a little chunky. What, uh, what, what, What could that mean? Oh, chunky milk? Yeah, very chunky milk. You know, actually, that's a thing. It could denote a blocked, clo- uh, a clogged duct. Okay. You've got to speak up, ma'am. <laughs> My tits are going to explode. My tits are so bad. I'm driving. Right. You're going to kill us Join all. It. Join us next week on Tit Talk. Stay tuned next for Dick Chat with Flip. <laughs> Hi, this is a Dick Chat. I uh, got a caller on line three. Again, uh, speak, uh, caller, please turn down your radio. It's, it's ball call. Ball call. <laughs> turn down your radio. Hello? Hello? Turn down your radio, please, caller. This is Dick Talk. Ball call. We got a ball call. The dick my, my neighbor wants me to call him Dick, but I need to call him Richard. Uh, well, that um, I think uh, you should compromise. Uh, maybe call him uh, Big Richard, <laughs> Harry Richard, Saggy Richard. Any kind of uh, adjective to describe a dick. Girthy. Girthy Richard. Thank you. That's my. Uh, I'm thing. such a child. I wouldn't be able to call somebody Dick. You have no Dick friends. I have Richard friends. What if what if you met Mr. Fucking Bullshit Dick Cheney? Could you call him <sighs> Dick? I would call him Dick on proudly. On so many levels you could call him Dick. Yeah, I'd call him Dick. Yeah. I heard um. But I think he just accepted that that's his name because people kept yelling at him from cars. His real name's actually Fred. Him. Nobody Fred? knows that. He just been called Dick so much. <laughs> he just starts going by Dick. I yeah, Fred. Lon. Oh, honey. That's what those ah. out there. Nothing like a good Lon Chaney reference to tap into the youth market of 2016, Was honey. he the werewolf man? 
Hey. He was uh, the original. That is something that happened at Big Bear. I finally got a werewolf joke that I can I can live with. Yeah. Did you try that one? Yeah. The werewolf Lyme disease joke, man. Good. I think uh, I think that's where I'm going with it, man. I think I want to live there. Good. That's fine. Oh, that's fun when you finally uh, figure a bit out, especially you've been working on. Been working on this werewolf joke for six years. <laughs> finally has come. Finally have a werewolf joke that I can live with. And that's, I think, I think that's the motto to the Hell Festival. Get a, get a werewolf joke you can live with. Sorry, now I'm getting silly. No, 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 no. Those, like, when you're living in cabins, a, a werewolf actually seems like it would be kind of indigenous. Up in Big Bear? You know, up in Big Bear. There's werewolves, you know. I'd hang out in bear, Big Bear if I were a wolf of the were kind. <laughs> werewolf. There. Werewolf. <laughs> you know what that's from, right? N- no. Oh, Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. Werewolf. There. Werewolf. What? You ask where the wolf was. It's over there. <laughs> you know, we have that. We haven't seen that movie in forever. We should totally wa- watch that. Yeah, we should have. We're going to have a fun movie night. That's what comics do, by the way, people. When you're bored, just bring in over your other comic friends, play movies that y'all love, and then talk about it as you're watching it. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Mystery Theater th- uh, 3000 when it was on? Yeah, yeah. My yeah. best friend in, like, elementary or middle school, like, yeah, one of my really – she loved it. She loved it. That was – when we have a, a warm night, because there's been some warm nights coming along, uh, <coughs> we should do an outdoor movie party, and maybe if we can get the, the, the snuggly little bear together with some things that would be out of the houseers for three hours or so, and we could all do an outdoor movie, and she could get some, some warm yeah. night air or something. As yeah. long as the movie uh, can be about tits. <laughs> Just tit talk. Tit talk. Tit talk, mov- tit talk the movie. Just <gasps> like... Sounds like you're saying TikTok. TikTok. We're on TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. Counting down to the TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. Turn the clock off. TikTok, TikTok. Oh, and then like a cuckoo comes out and goes, cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Welcome to TikTok. Welcome to TikTok. Her tits that comes out of the cuckoo clock. Some horde German come out of the cuckoo clock. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of uh, horde Germans who like tits, mm-hmm. it's time for the Skippy Green Show. It's the Skippy Green Show. 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 Did I miss the tit talk? Have I missed all the tit talk, by the way? You are the tit talk. Oh. No, you can't go wrong with a good tit talk. We, we are accepting applications at tit talk. I think Skippy Green would be a totally. I a remember back in uh, '78. I was talking tits with Gene Stapleton on the set of <laughs> All in the Family, and uh, I took her backstage. I gave her an Arch- I gave her a little Archie Bunker. You know what I mean? You know what an Archie Bunker is? Uh, what, is that where you slap her and, uh, and 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 stuff it in her meathead? So you've had one before. Yes, very good. All right. So Liz, <laughs> Liz. Yes. I'm gonna ask you a question. 
Yeah. And you got to answer the question in 10 words exactly. Not 11, not 9, okay. but 10 words. 10 words. Are you ready? I Are you and your tits ready? 10 words, but syllables don't matter. Syllables do not matter, it's words. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, all right, 10, uh, ten, ten words. words. All right, let's do this shit, man. What's happening? Brace your tits, here comes a question. <laughs> yeah? If you <laughs> could fuck <laughs> any monster movie character, what character would it be and why? And here's just a little tip. Don't say, I would fuck, blah, blah, blah. Because it wastes words. So say, you know, like Frankenstein because. Because then you got eight words left. So it's just a little tip because a lot of people make that mistake. You only get one shot at this. You and your tits have one shot. <laughs> so again, if you could fuck any movie, monster movie character, what would it be, which one, and why? Ten words. thinking about it. Mm. Those tips are thinking. Do, 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 uh, we don't have the copyright for that. We don't uh, have the copyright. Okay, okay. All right. Ten words. Magneto. Because he is super powerful, cool, relatable, and fun. I like it. I thought you were going to go and Jewish, which would have been the best. Is Magneto a monster? Yeah. What was it? Eh, it depends who you ask. But sure, we'll, keep, we'll go with that. Am I allowed to do an answer? You never, oh. You never Look who I wants to do an answer. My tits are hurting McGee. All right. What do you got? Oh, I just have... Who is... Oh, uh, Count Dracula. Because after he <laughs> drinks blood... Gives O positive. Well, shit, I was trying to make it O face. And that's why we don't have you answer the questions. <sighs> that's why you're just there looking pretty. But I appreciate Aww. the effort. That's hey. a hard, that's a hard task. Hey, like, because you're like, yeah, I wanted to say it. I'm driving. Remember, I wanted to say here. Let me try to reword it. Please. We got nothing <laughs> but time. Count Dracula. Because I'm positive he'll give me an O. She's kind of looking at me like, huh? Huh? <laughs> you see that? Wasn't that better? Huh? Yeah. And like, oh, you... Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to make a blood and an orgasm a joke. A blood and an orgasm joke. You're classy. You're a very classy woman. Blood and spunk. That's what... The cornerstone of my uh, my comedy is blood and spunk. I'm a blood and spunk oh. is also the cornerstone of what's found in my underwear daily. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Have you been Spunky Brewster for Halloween yet? No, that's funny. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, Brewster, I would have yeah. to just cover myself with splooge. Yeah, like mix lotion and KY. Oh my god, hysterical. See, I could be Gary Coleman giving different strokes all over you and shooting you with Spunky Brewster. <laughs> oh, A couple of different strokes equals Spunky Brewster. Good night, everybody. <laughs> it's the Skippy Green Show. Ah, <laughs> oh, Skippy Green. He just jumped out of the car. <laughs> Moving car. That that he's a daredevil. Dude, there was one time this weekend where I thought about it though. It, I, I don't remember what it was, but I was in a car and there was a, a, a moment. There was a where moment where I was like, where I was like, man, wouldn't it be hilarious if I just jumped out of this car right now? <laughs> and then I was like, no, it wouldn't. That would be bad. That, <laughs> that would be, be a bad. bad idea. For like a half a second to be like, ha ha, oh fuck, gravity, boom, mm-hmm. clink. Uh, this was fun. This this killed and this killed most of the time coming home. Yeah. No. Cool. We have 29 left. Love it. Well, I think this is a good place to stop too. Because now you can uh, you can have some more of your uh, illegal stuff. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Liz, <laughs> you have a uh, new comedy special coming out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is we, called. I'm crowning. And you actually so taped it while you were pregnant. Yes, and uh, we're just in the editing phase, but hopefully it'll be ready, you know, by the beginning of the next year. Yeah, by the beginning of the next year. Fantastic. I think. And people could get all the information online. Yeah. At where? Uh, LizStewart.net. That's S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Yeah. Dot net. Dot net. Fantastic! Get all the information and follow Liz on the social media, f- all those fun places. And of course, Allison has AllisonComedy.com, and she's on the tweets. And she surpassed me on the Instagram followers. So good for you, baby. Not that I'm anything great to live up to as far as uh, whatever. <laughs> and of course, you can follow me and my incoherent rants at uh, FlipIsFunny.com and uh, What'sForDinnerPodcast.com, and on Twitter at WFDPodcast. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this little uh, car ride podcast. Roadcast. Yeah, Roadcast. I like that. Roadcast. Roadcast, man. And um, I hope you've learned a lot about tits. This has definitely been the Titcast as well. Brought to you by the Tit Institute. The Tit Institute. We're We're looking at both of yours with both of ours. The... Uh, we're working on a new slogan, but that was what I came up with just <laughs> now. You, yeah, yeah. you can uh, look us up. We're opening centers all over your areola. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. Thanks Thank for you, listening, man. guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.